What's going on, hockey fans? Dan K zooming himself up, checking his camera, making sure the lighting's right here at Studio B in Southern New Jersey. It is Power Rankings Week. The NCDC kicks things off tonight. NCDC this week, the first top 10 NCDC Power Rankings in Dan K show history. We've got a lot, of lot to talk about, a lot to discuss, a ton of action out west. A showcase just came to conclusion here in the Northeast. We've got hockey aplenty, and we've got 10 teams that will find out their fates tonight on the Dan K Show's NCDC This Week. And with that, the Dan K Show is not the Dan K Show without a man that my voice is hoarse because we spent all night screaming at a Giants team that plays football the same way that I cook horrifically. My right-hand man, my consigliere, Mon Frere from another mayor, it's Lucas Jones. Lucas, you were just with me on Albertus Magnus College's golf outing, got my Albertus baseball t-shirt on here, little throwback, and now you're here to talk hockey. How excited are you about these power rankings today? pretty excited you know it was it was a great day yesterday i struggled a little bit on the golf course i did pull it out at the end just in time for us to get in the car and leave classic lucas there the new york giants what else can you say about a team just a depressing performance but i'll tell you what the vibes were high yesterday the vibes are high today i am so excited to debut the top 10 teams of the ncdc this is actually a fun conversation that we had this morning putting the list together Exactly. It's an incredible time of year this time of year. Everybody's got a chance. Everyone's got an opportunity. And I want the teams to know that are outside of the top 10. This isn't a life sentence, right? This is an opportunity here over the next month. We always tell the Premier League guys the same thing. It's an opportunity over the next month to put the proof on paper, right? Go out and schedule in front of you and, and go get things done. I mean, you look at a team like the Jersey Hitmen. At 0-4 right now, heading into the Ice Vault Arena for their, their showcase they're going to be hosting th starting Thursday. Lucas, that, that's unknown territory for them. Yeah, it really is, right? And and I love that we're getting kind of this this back-to-back, -back, right? These two NCDC events back-to-back -back here. And, you know, for the Hitmen, it is, it is a, a situation where the season is long, right? And especially for the NCDC, They've added an extra month of the season this year. There are more games that are going to be played, right? So I think the big thing we keep telling teams every time we see them around the country is November 1. November 1 is that date where you really start to evaluate your team and you really need to put a good one together. And we talk about the good ones. We start at number 10. Let's begin unveiling. This was a toss-up here. I think Utah was a thought here, but they lost two to Pueblo. Wilkes-Barre was a thought here, but they're kind of in this log jam amongst the Rockets Hockey Club. Connecticut Junior Rangers, all at three and two in the Atlantic Division. So we kind of had to have a toss up here. The team that makes it at number 10, pushing both Wilkes-Barre and Utah outside of the top 10 for now, the Pueblo Bulls. They lose two to Ogden this weekend. The weekend prior, they win two against Utah, 17 goals for, 14 goals against, a solid start for them. Yeah, you really like the, to see this start from them, right? They're, they're playing against some tough teams. They're playing very good hockey right now. I like the way the Pueblo team is put together as well. When you watch those games, you can see the evidence is there in the product. I think they deserve this spot at number 10. But like you say, for the for the Knights and the Outliers, they're right outside. You know, there's nothing an extra month of hockey can't cure. Yeah, and I mean, you, you talk about why are they on the outside? 
You ask me about the Rockets. You ask me about Connecticut. I think these are top five teams that we're going to see coming here at nine and eight. Right now, three and two, not enough on the resume to really bolster them up. The Rockets get hurt by a Jersey Hitmen team that they sweep. The first season opening sweep of the Hitmen in franchise history for anybody. And the Hitmen go out and lose two more in Boston. So it kind of devalues those wins for the Rockets a bit. Then they go and they drop one of the Boston Junior Bruins. They go and they drop one of the Utica Junior Comets. That puts them at nine. Connecticut, we could have put eight, nine. This could have gone either way, Lucas. That's why we're unveiling them together. They've beaten Mercer twice. They've beaten Northern. But they've also lost to Utica and Boston. Right now, just looking on paper, I have a slight edge to Connecticut in roster. Yeah, I think that's that's perfectly put. Right. It is. You're looking at two teams here who have almost identical resumes, you know, for the Rockets Hockey Club. They we, we have those two wins against the Hitmen. But as you say, the Hitmen are struggling right now. There is a huge strength of schedule component. Right. And that continuously gets reevaluated throughout the junior hockey season. I like the way the Rockets are built. I think that's a great point as well. Plus three in the goal differential for the Connecticut Junior Rangers. Plus four. Not much of a difference there either. You just compare rosters and, and you give that edge, especially the top line of the Connecticut Junior Rangers. There's a lot of physicality and a lot of speed sitting on line number one. A hundred percent. We go to number seven, the Islanders Hockey Club. Yet to lose in regulation, 3-0-2-0. They've got eight points and a three-way tie for first place in the New England division. This team, 17 goals for, 15 goals against. The big story for me, Lucas, it's Frank Murphy and net. I think he's a difference maker for this squad. He got a shootout win this weekend. Yeah, Frank Murphy is huge for this team, right? And and we're evaluating rosters early on in the season, right? Because we don't have a lot of data points to go off of. But you look at what Frank Murphy is able to do, and you can almost kind of see the results right away for IHC, right? You've got shootout wins, but the two losses against the Bruins, those are in overtime, right? So you kind of devalue those losses a little bit. And when you compare two overtime losses to the Bruins against the regulation losses that the Junior Rangers and the Rockets had, you can kind of see why IHC gets bumped up a little bit here. Yeah, and I mean, Hitman, Mercer, Wilkes-Barre, good wins. The Bruins, two OT losses. You talk about the teams behind them. They've also lost to the Bruins, but in regulation, Connecticut and the Rockets. So it kind of gives IHC a little bit of a bump here. I like what they've got going on in net. Let's go to number six, the Provo Predators, Lucas. This is this is interesting. You know, I had picked the Provo Predators to to win a, to win one of their matchups, right? To win their matchup on opening weekend. I I, th I thought I saw something with this Provo side. I really liked the team's composition last year. I like them again this year. I think you've got an overtime win against Ogden. That's a huge boost right now. Ogden looking like the favorite out of the gate in that mountain division. So when you can log a W against a team like that, they also beat the Spud Kings, their defense right now, Dan, the defense is so good. I am. I love defense stickler for great defense. I think it wins championships. And I, I like that. It bumps the Preds up to six. And Lucas, you talk about this Provo predator team. The big storyline is that they're two and oh, right? So undefeated at six and beating a team in Ogden that we haven't named yet, right? So doing the math, you know they might show up. How does that happen? That's where we, we unveil now that Ogden's at number five, okay? So Ogden number five in these rankings. Dan, but head-to-head, -head, you always preach head-to-head. -head. You preach how important it is. I understand, guys, but it's also recency bias when it comes to a power ranking. Power rankings aren't standings. In the standings, Provost 2-0 and right now, and they've beaten Ogden in overtime. 
But you look at the Spud Kings win for Provo the next week. They're at 2-0, five goals for one against great defense. Ogden going into Pueblo, a Pueblo team coming off of a two-game sweep over Utah, who is normally the, the bell cow in this group. I just I think that's the most recent beautiful win. Ogden's also gotten the spuds, and that OT game was an absolute barn burner. That was a drag out brawl right there between these two. I got Provo six, Ogden five. Yeah, and I think that's right as well, right? You you always want to be careful when teams don't have a ton of games, right? So when you look at a team that has less games than somebody else you got to figure there's a little unknown there, right? And this is not the first time we've done these power rankings, obviously, for fans of the show. You know, we've done them for years now, right? And and the one thing we've seen is we give a little bit of boost to teams that have, frankly, played more games. We have more data to go off of. We get to see more. We get to evaluate more. So I think right now, there's certainly a 5 and 6, Ogden at 5, Provo at 6. But for both of these teams, consider these spots very flippable, right? Especially as Provo gets some more games under their belt as the season continues. There could be a lot on the line here. Yeah, and I think that's going to be what it's like all season. We watched last year as it was a seesaw battle in the in the South and the North divisions, right? Now they're the Atlantic, the New England. You're going to get the same amount of parity. I mean, this is these are evenly matched teams. This is great hockey. It's high flying. It's fun to watch. And right now, Ogden's the top team out West. And as we get a chance to see more of that hockey out West, we'll be able to compare it to the guys out East and see how, how they climb the ladder. I'm sure they'll be they will have somebody who will show up this month in the mountain. But the big storyline, Lucas, does the Dan K show mountain curse continue? Ogden, the number one ranked mountain team. Does this mean they go on a losing streak in, in October? Well, we had our we had our Midwest West curse that I believe is still ongoing, actually. So well, the mountain I, one existed as well. We had a mountain and a Midwest West. Yeah, and the, the Midwest West one has existed for a few years now. So unfortunately, Dan, we may have transferred the curse over to the mountain. We'll see how that one goes. Let's go to number four, a team that is certainly not cursed right now, a Utica Junior Comets team that is absolutely dominating. After their first weekend on the road, they go up. They have an incredible performance. They beat Connecticut. They beat the Rockets. They beat Mercer by a plus 13 goal differential. You talk amongst yourselves as I plug myself in. I mean, it's what they did in their first three games is just incredible. They only allowed three goals in three games. They have a plus 13 goal differential. They beat a very good Connecticut Junior Rangers team who we ranked at eight. We They beat the Rockets, which we ranked at nine. They beat a Mercer team that has put on some pretty good performances so far. So for Utica right now, they have come in all business. They went to Boston. They absolutely dominated. They're off to a great start. Yeah, and you look at this Utica team, they are absolutely dominating in these wins. They are not just winning, they are lapping the field right now. Coach Ejikate, this is a young guy who gets it, right? And he's a fun guy to play for. I think this coaching staff takes things to the next level. I think it's going to be a real good year for Utica, and they're going to be one of those outside dogs to watch out for in the chase. These are these these are guys that can kind of lead a pack one day here. I think this could be Utica's year. Let's go to number three. This is where it starts getting interesting. The Boston Junior Bruins. This was a team that struggled all last year. Just kind of a young squad, figuring it out, putting it together. They come out there this season, and what a start for them. 4-1-0-0 in five games played. 20 goals for, 16 against. They beat IHC twice in some brawls in OT. 
They beat the Rockets. They beat Connecticut, a team who we have in the top 10. So every one of their wins right now is against top 10 opponents. Only loss to the defending Deneen Cup champions, who we haven't mentioned yet here at number three, meaning they've only played top 10 competition. I mean, Junior Bruins look good. Junior Bruins look really good right now. Watch the game a little bit as I was taking some photos and a little bit of video snuck onto the bench. Vibes are high, right? There's a lot of confidence on that Junior Bruins side. A couple of New Jerseys this year as well, Dan. The uh, the script lettering with the, the brighter yellow. Absolutely love the look, and I think it matches with their gameplay, right? They are... They are kind of, uh, in a way, leading by example, right? They're they're showing on the ice the way the game is played. They're they're controlling games, right? They're forcing other teams to kind of match what they're doing. They're controlling the tempo very well. Yeah, and, and you look, young guy comes in, a little young flair to the jersey in Nevin Hamilton, right? Like this guy comes in, he's got he's got a nice look to it. This is going to be a fun Boston Junior Bruins team to watch. The guy for me on that squad is the goal maker, Shane Baker. You got to keep an eye on him anytime he takes the ice. Two teams that took the ice against each other this past week. Lucas, you picked the game correctly. So I think everybody can kind of do the math right now. Look at the standings. Take a moment. Take a moment. Just, just go look at the standings on NCDC Hockey and wonder who are the top two? Well, guess what? Familiar faces, familiar places. At number two, the PAL Junior Islanders, your defending Deneen Cup champs, and a little early season rivalry win for South Shore puts them atop the NCDC. Yeah, this is one where head-to-head certainly matters, right? And and it was a game that we were very excited to to be able to see this early in the season, right? A Deneen Cup rematch, a great Deneen Cup from last year that was a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to call, and you look at a South Shore team that's basically just just running the game the way they want right now. Plus 11 in the goal differential, only giving up seven goals in four games. It's lockdown defense. It's really good offense. They run and gun when they want. They pass the puck when they want. They control the zone when they want. It's their show right now, and everyone else is just trying to keep up. But for the PAL Junior Islanders, I mean, one of the hardest things to do in sports is repeat a championship. But they're coming out here in the power rankings, starting in number two. After a very good start, they're only two losses coming as a shootout and overtime losses, right? So you look at that again with a little bit of a grain of salt. I think those are both very, very good sides. They are leading the pack in a very dominant way. Yeah, and both of them with a similar story. New netminders, right? Their netminders were incredible last postseason. Netminding battles throughout the Deneen Cup Finals. They both bring in two new netminders. Now you got Nick Babalacqua, new face, familiar familiar place, familiar face, new place, familiar face. I don't know how to say it, but Nick Bevelock was a guy who moves this moves over to play for PAL. And then he got Mr. Keys, Ryan Keys, the former Mercer Chief, moving to play for South Shore. They immediately replace great net mining with great net mining. That's huge for these two sides. Yeah, and it's nice to see early on that your net minders are going to be tested and they're being successful, right? Because you really do need two goalies to make a, a good run. Two goalies you can go to at any point in the season. And to see that in net, you already have one of those two really, really locked down so far, Yep, that's a good sign. You love to see it. That's recruiting coming in handy. That is the training showing up. That is good talent. It is it's really great look for both these organizations. I mean, Dan, why am I not surprised to see South Shore and PAL at one and two? Yeah, I mean, Coach Holsky, Coach Marku, we talked about the young coaching, the successful coaching in the NCDC. 
Again, guys that I would want to be recruited by. I want to play for Coach Marku. I want to play for Coach Holsky. These are great dudes. These are great hockey minds. And these are the future coaches of the next level of the hockey game. The NCDC Tier 2 product is back and better than ever. Lucas, what else do we have to talk about here? We're going to Jersey, baby. Well, technically, we're in Jersey, but uh, we'll be at the Jersey Hitman Classic Thursday, Friday for a long day, Saturday for a half day. Then, Dan, Saturday, we leave the building and we take a little trip down south. Where are we going next? We're going to Raleigh, North Carolina, followed by Fort Myers, Florida. Those schedules will be dropping tomorrow. You'll see our broadcast schedule coming up over the next two weeks. Tomorrow, all day Wednesday is scheduled release day. Stay tuned on Flow Hockey to watch the most watched show in junior hockey. Your top 10, let's read back through it as we close out. Number one, the South Shore Kings defending runners up in the Deneen Cup right now, the top squad of them all. The PAL Junior Islanders at two, you're defending Deneen Cup champions. The Boston Junior Bruins back and better than ever at number three. The Utica Junior Comets at four, Ogden at five, your top mountain team. Will the curse continue? Number six, the Provo Predators, who have beaten Ogden in overtime. Number seven, the Islanders Hockey Club. Number eight, the Connecticut Junior Rangers. Number nine, the Rockets Hockey Club. And finally, number 10, the Pueblo Bulls. I'd say the outside puncher's chance, the team with the quickest route back in, is the team that took down PAL in overtime, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Knights. Keep watching NCDC this week, each and every week. Our picks for this weekend will be dropped on Thursday morning via social media. Stay tuned to see who picked whom in this week's games of the week. Lucas right now 4-0, Dan 2-2. Two two. I've got to come back to make your parting words, Lucas. This has been the first Power Rankings week of the season. We thank you for watching. Weigh in at the underscore Dan K Show and go to dankshow.com to let us know if we got it right, wrong, or anything in between. When you're watching hockey, it's probably Dan K and Lucas Jones talking about it. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.